excited yes i'm glad you could carve something out of your busy schedule because it feels like you're involved with everything which we'll dive into later but it feels like you were just busy 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 this senior year i did it to myself <laughs> you all couldn't see it but she rolled her eyes inside so <laughs> i will take that as a yes <laughs> i mean who isn't busy these days though i feel like we have a lot on our plate too probably not as much as you mm -hmm. but Coming out of COVID, just I feel like everyone threw themselves in everything, trying to put themselves out there, pump up their resumes, and it just feels like a lot all at once. Yeah. Two years of not doing anything, we'll do that too, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But we are so excited. You could carve it out in your schedule and you can be here, Jenny. Um, but just for our viewers, Michael, for Karen, for me, for everybody else, what are you studying at Portland State University? Just give us a little introduction, a little bit about yourself here at Portland State. Yeah, so coming in as a first-generation student, I came to PSU not really knowing what I wanted to do. Uh, my brother, he's a business student, and he was telling me a little bit about his classes, and it kind of seemed like a good route to go. So I took my first business class not knowing anything to know about business or anything to know about college, for that matter. But I'm majoring in marketing and advertising with a minor in sustainability and a certificate in food and beverage, which seems like a lot, especially because when I first came to PSU, I had no idea what I wanted to do, like at all. I actually was interested in um, social work before business. So that was like a totally different route for me. But um, my brother talked to me about his classes a little bit and I kind of saw the potential there. So I was like, you know what, let me explore business. I took my first business class not knowing anything, not knowing anyone. Um, so I really had to branch out a lot and COVID made it so hard to do that. But if you got kind of claw your way in there, you eventually, you're eventually there. I'm also involved in quite a few things at school. I currently work at the Center for Retail Leadership and I work as the marketing and social media coordinator under Jennifer Nofi and I also work with Akanksha. They're both awesome. With that, that's how I also got introduced to Crave, which is the student-led organization um, that works directly with the Center for Retail Leadership, which is with the food and beverage certificate, which I thought was really important because after the last few years, Crave has been going kind of up and down when it came to um, just kind of being known here at the School of Business. And when I first came to PSU and I wanted to network, there was nothing, nothing for school of business students, especially for marketing students. There was like no clubs to be heard of. And I would email and I would get nothing back. So I was like, okay, I'll just do this on my own. And I started networking with professionals and professors instead of students. So when I heard about like Crave needing the support that's when i took on the president role because i wanted to make sure that students in the food and beverage program also had that network that you know i, I couldn't really find my first few years here at portland state 
I'm also part of the American Marketing Association, where that's actually where I met Jorda. I started in the marketing team there. I was the content lead, which was really great. I loved what I was able to add with my portfolio working there. But as I moved into this year, I definitely wanted to be part of the leadership team, but a little less involved since I knew I was going to be taking over Crave. So I decided to move on to a role where I was the director of membership and recruitment and Jorda is actually on my team, so I'm happy to be working with whoop her whoop. there too. Yep, <laughs> a little whoop whoop there. I'm also part of the business honors program here at PSU in Atmos, and I want to say that's it. That is a lot. That is a mouthful. <laughs> Lengthy resume for sure. Putting like, mind to shame. <laughs> yeah, coming into college and not knowing what you're going to do, and then now at the end of your college career, and you just have tons of work experience and skills and all of that on your resume. I want to talk more about your clubs and your certificates, but let's first start with what are you majoring in? Yeah, so I'm double majoring in marketing and advertising. Those are my majors, but my certificate is with the food and beverage program. And that's again, tied with the Center for Retail Leadership. And then I have a minor in sustainability. Yeah, um, I just wanted to ask quickly, uh, what really drew you to marketing and advertising? I know we're all marketing majors here, but yeah, what really drove you to pursue marketing and advertising just as your general major? So like I mentioned, when I came into the school business, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what marketing was. I was like, <laughs> businesses, they they make money. The moolah. They, yeah, <laughs> they make the money and that's, that's what they do. So I was like, I don't know what the business process looks like. Like, what does a supply person do? So when I first got into that intro class, I took all those chapters that introduced those careers really seriously. So I was like, okay, so what do I see myself doing? And then PSU, since we're a business administration overall umbrella, it kind of forces you to take those classes, which you don't really love when you pay for it, but <laughs> it, it's, it's good learning for what you actually want to do because it forces you to do it. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Like finance and accounting, we, we love that. I actually didn't mind my accounting series, but uh, again, I'm a transfer student, so that was at Portland Community College, but the content, I actually didn't mind too much. You can be the accountant baddie. Yeah. I will stay the marketing baddie, <laughs> and she will just stay a baddie at everything because <laughs> um, I think your marketing and advertising major together is great, but I'm curious on why you decided a minor in sustainability. This is going to be kind of a funny story, but... When I came into business, the first few terms, I didn't really see myself working there. And I didn't think that it would fulfill my own values and kind of views of the world. So I was like, okay, well, here's business and it's taking a lot of our resources. It's making capitalism a huge issue. So I was just like, what am I going to do? So I started looking at, because I knew I was into social responsibility. so. I took a few sustainability classes and I really liked it. And I just thought that it would be really good to have that like sustainability and knowledge, especially as businesses start moving towards that direction now, because we're kind of forced to, right? And also because I have an interest in it. Yeah, I think it's a great trio. <laughs> I said duo, but it's a trio of all of them together. So like you mentioned, you're the president of Crave. This is a great little plug. Do you have any positions open for Crave? You could plug those here. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. Starting out this year has definitely been difficult with retention. You know, students are still on the fence of like, should I be on campus? Should I be virtual? So 
we have some positions open in events, uh, recruitment. We have the vice president position still available, which is a pretty big one. But the reason why I've kept that position available is because I'm looking for a student who um, is a junior or sophomore that'll be able to take on the role of president once I leave and kind of show them the ropes and mentor them. So that's a pretty big role that has some pretty big potential. stepping soul. Yeah, stepping stones potential. So y'all can email me at H-E-R-N-A-N 27 at pdx.edu. Y'all got my email now. <laughs> Why should you just get a ton of spam emails? Okay, like, can we take the podcast down? <laughs> What would you tell students who are really on the fence about clubs? Because you seem to be really involved, and that wasn't the case when you started college. And I know with COVID, there was a huge pause. But now that you are involved and you have all of these clubs and things going on, do you regret it? And if not, is there something that you would like to tell future students? Clubs are one of the best ways you can get involved on campus and become known. So if you have the ability to take on even just one, it can make the hugest difference with your network here at, with students and faculty. Not to mention you network with professionals all the time. Most of the events that we help plan at PSU are professional industry facing. So a lot of the connections I have on LinkedIn are based on these organizations. So for me, I always tell people the freshman, sophomore year, you should be branching out, look at the organizations that interest you and by your sophomore, junior year, you should be in one of those positions and getting real experience that you could then apply when you go look for internships or positions. You can be like, hey, I have been having marketing experience for two years now at AMA. Not to mention, like, if you go out to specialized clubs like AMA, you'll be networking with a hub of marketing students or, like, business analysts. So you, you kind of meet your, that's a best, I think it's the best way to meet your people, in my opinion. Jenny, you mentioned about the importance of networking. How vital has that been? in your transition from your undergrad moving to more professional careers? Oh, that, if you talk to anyone, anyone would be able to tell you that networking is one of the best ways to get roles, meet great people, and like, it's just your, your answer to everything, just network. That's all you have to do in college, really. That's just a way to meet people, and that's it, really. Just kidding, still do your homework, guys, but like, <laughs> Networking is so <laughs> important because like I worked at the Career Center for two years as a marketing assistant prior to me going to CRL, um, which is Center for Retail Leadership. I should mention that because I'm going to keep saying that people <laughs> know. And I met a lot of career advisors and they would give me advice my freshman year all the time like, hey, have you done your LinkedIn? Hey, have you applied to this internship? Because they knew, they knew me personally and they knew what my interests were. That's what pushed me to like move forward that first year. It was like, oh, I have these career people on the in, whispering in my ear, like, you know, you got to get going. You're just a freshman, but you have so much to do. So like when you network, you kind of purposely surround yourself with those people that you want to be more like, or that push you, keep moving you forward, right? Same with my position at the Center for Retail Leadership. Like I met with Jennifer. I hadn't even gotten the position yet. And she was like, hey, I have this position open. Do you know anyone who wants it? And I was like, I want it. <laughs> and then she's like, well, then you're perfect for it. And I was like, okay. So like it gets your name out there. People start recognizing your work and it's, it's really, it helps build your brand really. Yeah. And I think college is really about building that personal brand, building those connections. And if you think of networking as a public LinkedIn, Instagram profile, whatever it is, you are the walking hub for that. So if, why aren't you name dropping? Why aren't you joining clubs? Even if you don't stay in it long, 
all those people in that club know who you are now, mm -hmm. you know, and that's like a ton of new networks. So I think you definitely went about it. Great, Jenny. <laughs> I feel like you know everybody in the school of business for some reason. <laughs> what? I do not. So with that networking, I know that you've had a couple internships. Did any of that networking lead to those internships? I'm sure some of the skills transferred, but I'm curious on how those came about. My first internship was a lot, it had to do a lot with networking and those relationships because I was in Atmos and I remember I was just like a little, I don't know, when I first mentioned it, I was like a little freshman scared, like I want an internship even though I don't know anything about marketing. And like I met with, um, I think it was Alex at the time. No, I don't think it was Alex, but someone at Atmos at the time. Um, and they were like, why are you stressing? Like we have this program that helps like minority students and like we'll help you push to get you this like internship, we'll help you. Like you have the mindset, you just need the support. So I feel like that's one of those things that networking can help with because they're never just gonna give you something either, but they definitely help you carve your way along. They, they guide you to the right path, if that makes sense. And I feel like for my first internship, that's how I got mine. I didn't know about ELI. I wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't for her. And my Target internship, I got that. That was actually an interesting story, but I was interested in Target like my sophomore year and I met them at the career fair uh, my sophomore year. And I was like, hey, I want an internship. And they're like, you're too young. Come back when you're a uh, junior. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I kept them in the back of my mind. And when I came back when I was a junior, they were like, we have this really great program that helps you with management and you can work your way up to marketing in a couple of years. And I said, sure. Uh, I mean, I like Target, so that's a good way to get into the industry. And then I thought about it, and I had my interview with him, and I just applied directly through the corporate uh, website, and I ended up just getting the marketing position, so I kind of skipped a few steps there. But, like, again, that relationship with that person kind of kept, since I saw the face of the Target people, it kind of reminded me it wasn't just someone I saw on a web page. I kind of ranted a little bit on that one, so hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> you definitely did, and I think the big <laughs> message here is it's about mindset and support, mm -hmm. and even if you get a million no's, go back because you may get a yes, mm -hmm. right? That was yeah. the, the big thing. That is an awesome story, Jenny. I'm glad you shared that with us. Yeah, personally, like if I got rejected from that opportunity, I'd be like, oh, is this really meant for me? But yeah, it's, that's awesome that you had that in the mindset to get back to them and, and reapply because obviously it's taking you places right now. So, so you, net, you started networking and then you got some internships and then the marketing position that you applied for, is this the job that you have for after graduation? Because your internships were during your junior summer, correct? And then now you've applied for a marketing position and I'm assuming that starts after graduation? Yes, that's correct. So uh, my position starts on July 17th so like literally like a couple weeks after graduation, I have to get myself to Minnesota. But yes, this program in general kind of trained you for the role that they put you in. And based on the experience that like you gave, they like matched you in a certain place, right? Um, and I really love my team. So I was just like, yeah, I'd love to work for the same people in the same role. Like obviously I'm gonna have, cause in the role that I specifically worked for, I'm gonna be a performance and insights analyst, which sounds like something that like I'm not prepared for. That sounds way too <laughs> official for like it's a little a, kid. Yeah, it's a fancy <laughs> title for sure. Um, but I'm gonna be looking at like the analytics of how our campaigns go and like make recommendations based on that. Um, 
So I'm not gonna have the same client that I worked with, but I will be working in the same position. That is just so cool. I, I, I just wanna take a second because I just wanna point out that I think this is an incredible story that you're sharing and really great for a lot of viewers, especially people who are job searching. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm job searching and hearing titles like that kind of scare me a little, but knowing that it is possible and in reach makes it really nice to know that other people are capable of it as well, mm -hmm. especially through being at the School of Business and being on all the clubs you've been in. You are overly prepared, but it feels really great to hear students graduating and already having things lined up. No, I mean, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the most like intimidating parts about college. It's like, okay, you're done with college, but what happens after that? And I remember like I would talk to like people about that all the time. Like they don't train you at all for what happens after you walk off that stage. So making sure you're proactive about that is like super important because they're not going to give you a job after graduation. Unfortunately, that'd be nice. Um, School business, you got this. Yeah, you got to plug us. <laughs> but yeah, so like the names are way fancier than they seem, I think. I honestly like whatever roles you're interested in, I would just start researching them and like kind of know what capacity we can go. Because I know there's some that are like a little too a little too crazy for us newly outs, but <laughs> there's there's definitely, I think everyone is going to be able to get a job. I'm not I'm not worried about it. I'm manifesting all of those vibes you are, yeah. you are saying, Jenny. Yeah, we're going to get a job. <laughs> to all soon-to-be graduates, Jenny is manifesting for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jenny, you, uh, you talked about your experience with internships and how that's transforming into a career for you. And I know you mentioned that it was more on your own that you found that internship opportunity for students that are underclassmen. What is a good way for them to start looking for those internships? What would you recommend to kind of get their foot in the door, especially since they have a couple years before they start getting into the internships? How do they start building um, those connections in the internship realm? So people who are, I think there's like two different advices I would give for two different people who are on that um, stage of looking for an internship. If you're younger, like freshman, sophomore, I would say take any exposure that's given to you, any experience that's given to you, because it will help create those answers to those interview questions. Because right now, a lot of internship questions are behavioral. So if you're not taking those experiences that are given to you, it's going to be a lot harder for you to be able to relate to those questions and be able to like give the experience that you need without actually have done it, you know? So that's one thing. So start getting involved, building your resume, but make sure you're on Handshake all the time. Handshake has positions updated, posted like every day. And someone who worked at the Career Center for three years can guarantee you a lot of those aren't being anywhere near how many applicants they should have. There's some like businesses that are begging for PSU students. As I work more with faculty, they're like, how can we get students involved in this? How can we get them to talk to them? And I'm like, they just don't want to for some reason. Because <laughs> like, we just had a meeting with Kroger, and we had a hiring event with them through the CRL. And they're doing an internship this summer, and they're doing it for buyers and planners, and almost super good retention rate of the interns that stay after. And it's for buyers and I want to say buyers and sellers, but that's not right. It's buyers and planners. There we go. And 
you don't need any buyer or seller experience to do that internship. They just want you to get the experience. Students would be so surprised because I feel like the word internship just seems so intimidating. But there's lots of people that they are looking for applicants. I just think the problem is a lot of people are going after the same ones. So if you're looking for your first internship, I think people should look into smaller corporations, maybe a title that you don't love as much. But doing that grunt work now is way more beneficial than after college. I definitely agree. As I'm searching for jobs, they want two to three years of experience. And if you don't have an internship or you don't, you're not doing anything on your own time, it's really hard to apply for those jobs justly. So I'm really glad you're mentioning that because it is super important that people see both realms. And the school business has so many opportunities and it feels like a lot of students are missing them, especially now that we're emerging out of COVID. I think the resources weren't really presented to us because there weren't that many at the time. But now that we're outside of COVID, this is a totally different realm that we're all working in. So I think it, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the fact that there are two sides of looking for internships, whether you're starting early or whether you're starting a little later, but reaching out to PSU faculty, reaching out to clubs, reaching out to presidents of clubs, it's probably a great way to approach it. Yeah, definitely. And also another important thing to ask too, now that you say that, is when you are looking for an internship, make sure you ask questions. And a question that you should always ask, always, whenever you're applying for internships is, if I'm gonna get a job after this. Make sure you're always asking that. That's what was the biggest decider for me when I went with Target, because she said, once you get this role, this role is yours. If you meet our standards, you're, it's yours. And I said, I'm gonna meet your standards and I'm gonna take the role. So I think that's bueno. the mindset bueno. we should all have. <laughs> that was beautiful. For sure, just from what I've seen, especially I, I like how Jordan mentioned, coming out of COVID, those opportunities are all present here. During COVID, if you try to get opportunities like that, they're, they weren't as plentiful, but now really being proactive and jumping on those opportunities because they're at your doorstep just waiting to be grabbed pretty much. And if you get no's, don't be intimidated by that. That's a step. That's everyone's going to hear no's. You just have to be the person that's going to get back up and redo it because there are going to be other people that sit back down and not get back up. So, you know, you just got to be willing to put in the work. Be like Jenny. Guys. Be like Jenny. Oh be like Jenny. That's going to like hate me after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> With your new position at Target for next summer after graduation, what does that role look like? So basically I'd be working in more of the advertising side of Target, I guess you can say, because I'll be working with Roundout, which is their like in-house advertising team. So basically we have these clients that Target has, because Target has a huge platform now since they're becoming such essential for everyone, I guess, since they're a retailer. And with all of our different clients, there's different stages of how involved they want to be in advertising with Target. And it gets assigned to someone basically, and that is your client, you work with them, and you basically place their media all over Target. It could be inside Target, it can be on our website, it can be on our app, it can be like on our Bullseye store. So like we then look at how the sales did and all that stuff and report back to them. So it's really not, it's a level four position job. So it's nothing like it's too intimidating since I got to see that firsthand. But I think you definitely need some like advertising background because I thought it was more of a marketing position, but I had no idea when like I first started, like what the differentiation really was. But you have to give like really detailed insights about why certain things happened in the campaign. And that's pretty much my job. That sounds like so much fun. 
And I think that's a great thing that you pointed out about you weren't entirely sure what it was until you asked questions, did more of the stuff. Because I think there is no pressure into those internships. People should join internships, apply for the job, figure it out as they go. Yeah, that's why I, I'm a huge advocate for internships because like it makes the role seem so much more digestible. Because um, they gave me 10 weeks to be an intern there. And so when they hand you this position, you're like, I've been doing this all summer. Like, I can do this and I can do this well. And you're going to be able to do it on yourself later with the training, obviously. But so when people do internships, a lot of the time that happens too. So making sure you're applying for the internships that you really like at the end when you graduate, that'll kind of like give you that pathway. Not to go full circle, but I want to talk more about your food and beverage consumer goods certificate and how that may have played a role in you choosing Target. Because Target is a seller of a lot of things, clothes, food, tons of it. So having that certificate, I feel like really coincides with maybe some of the stuff you'll be doing at Target. It definitely does because they have a food and beverage sector. So they're trying to make that a bigger part of their corporation now. But for me, I chose the food and beverage program because I really liked being specialized in an industry. I just felt like that would make it make myself look more competitive when I'm applying for jobs. Because when you take on one of these certificates, you really kind of dive deep into the industry. So when I first got my certificate, I actually was not thinking of Target. I was actually thinking of Starbucks. Because I used to be a Starbucks barista <laughs> for like three years and I really liked it. But I was like, you know, I want to do the corporate stuff. Starbucks is so much marketing all the time. So I was like, you know what, food and beverage, that's going to get me specialized. And I'm, I'm going to know like so much more background. But that's when I found Target and I was like, you know, that's a pretty good place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like it's only growing. Mm-hmm. There's no Target getting smaller in an industry at this point. <laughs> Plus, I also wanted the food and beverage certificate over other ones because I know how much demand there is in that industry. We're always going to need food regardless. If it's luxury food, it's just not the right term, but you guys know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Gourmet or, you know, organic versus just... The yeah. reg. <laughs> now that you're at the end of your undergraduate degree, I feel like you only have two more terms left, right? Mm-hmm. Two more terms left. What is something you would recommend course-wise for students? Since I know you came into it not knowing exactly what you wanted to do, what were some of those courses that really were like, this is kind of what I want to do? This makes sense to me. I think it's almost all the classes I've taken that aren't required. <laughs> Isn't that always how it works? Like, that's why I take so many different classes because, like, it, unfortunately, in school, when you want to learn something, you have to put yourself there or else you won't learn it. But some of the classes that really like stand out right now are definitely like my classes that I've taken through like my certificate program. I'm not done with it just yet, but I took CPG, which is consumer packaged goods which like it does not matter if you want to do food and beverage even though it's like for the certificate you learn all about like how to bring up a product into the market what different categories mean to the retailer and like location and it's just like I really liked CPG I really liked retailing that was really interesting too that I would that's one class I would recommend you taking um, regardless because most students in business end up in retail regardless of its traditional brick or mortar stores um so i think it's pretty useful information to learn i also really like consumer behavior Mm, who'd you take it with 
I took it with GoPatrick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's a great class. Yeah, the content of the class was really good. That's kind of one of the reasons why I kind of realized, I was like, oh, ding, 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 I hit marketing. Like what I wanted to do was because I had like a really deep interest in psychology, but I didn't really know what I could do with that. So that's why marketing like really stood out to me because I was like, you get to understand the consumer, but then it gets applied in business. Mm -hmm. So it's like you get best of both worlds. But then I started taking, I took marketing advertising and that's when I was like, whoa, maybe I should take a minor because I, I, I really liked it. I liked all of it. So I kind of realized that I was starting to really enjoy the advertising classes more so than the marketing classes. So I was like, maybe I should go here. <laughs> You got to feel it out. Yeah. You got to figure out what you like. You don't know until you try. Because there's a good chance if you don't like your classes, you're probably not going to like a career that is inspired by that course. So that's really important to like start figuring out what classes you like, because that'll like inform what kind of job you'll like too, in my opinion. Jenny, you mentioned the differences a little bit about your marketing classes and your advertising classes. What aspects of both of those do you like and kind of, they're in similar realms, but you know, you could do two different majors in that. So what has drawn you to like advertising side and what has drawn you more to the marketing side? Well, advertising is marketing because advertising is a very small sector in marketing. It's the promotion side, right? So when I started taking my marketing classes and we got into everything, because when you, that's a good thing about here is when you take the marketing program, it takes you through like every kind of sector of marketing. It goes into the product, it goes into placement, promotion. Um, actually, placement, it doesn't really go over placement. The four Ps. The four Ps. <laughs> <laughs> Love me the four um, Ps. So like, then you start kind of like realizing like, oh, I really like consumer behavior. Where does that, where can I have a career in that? And I started taking my advertising classes. And then we started talking about um, how much advertising has changed from being the four C's, you know, to like being more so based around consumers. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never really thought about it like that way, but that's our way of communicating with them, right? So when I started taking those classes, I was like going over the stuff that people thought was like boring, like the brief. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like what careers actually do what I'm doing in this class? And that's the kind of questions you ask. They're like, oh, a strategist does this job. And I was like, oh, maybe I should explore that career path. And it, it kind of becomes like a whole maze after that. But you just got to ask yourself the right questions, I think, right? And then... Did you ever take a class with Rob Rosenthal? I don't think so. He was kind of my turning point of trying to figure out what I liked in the school of business. Also, Tim Finn, which will always be a recurring favorite for me. He does a lot of the business analytics. Mm -hmm. But you really, it depends a lot on the professor. It depends a lot on the material. And it depends on how professors are, I feel like, creating their courses. Because some of the courses are very similar. Like, a lot of the materials are similar. But how a professor teaches, I think, also is a huge aspect of it because as you said in the beginning many professors that are working here have already had careers a lot of people who are in the center of retail leadership and those advisors and stuff have had careers so knowing that you can learn a perspective rather than just a job role is i think one thing that makes psu school of business unique yeah that's true that, that just reminded me of such a funny story 
My first ever marketing class, I remember the first things my professor said, and I'm not going to say his name. Um, he was like, if any of you guys want to be in marketing, just drop it right now because none of you guys are going to be able to get careers after graduation unless you get an MBA. And I remember I left the class like almost wanting to cry because I was like, how are you telling me that what I'm studying for is a waste of my time? Mm-hmm. But um, he's actually a really funny professor. He just scares <laughs> people on the first day. But um, I think that was like the turning point because I was like, okay, if you like a content, even though you don't like a professor, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I didn't like this professor, but I'm just saying like in the beginning I was scared, but I left really liking the content. So yeah. And that's just going to be like a career. There are going to be some managers or settings that you may not love. Mm-hmm. But if you love the content, and I think if you're passionate about what you're doing, it cancels each other out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's a valuable piece of advice on not being discouraged if you have a uh, professor that you don't really click with, um, but you do enjoy the content. I know some students and some of my friends even are discouraged because they didn't click with a professor. Uh, maybe this feels not right for me. Um, but if you still are enjoying the content, it's just maybe not, um, you're not being taught in a way that really works for you, try a different class maybe and see if another route is working for you. Don't cut your ends right there just because that you're at one standstill with a professor. Agreed. Agreed. So now that we've talked a lot about courses, I'm curious on how you feel about clubs and immersing yourself like you said i know you said join the clubs do the things but is there one thing that you would totally suggest business students specifically to join well i (laughs) I think that a lot of students here at psu unfortunately don't know a lot about our resources that we give to students and i don't either i know probably like 10 percent, but i think my favorite resource that we have available definitely has to be Grammarly. <laughs> it's funny because we were talking about this right before this, but Grammarly helps me be a good writer. <laughs> so knowing that that's available to all school business students for free, that's huge. Because not all campuses do that. That's definitely been a huge resource for me because I'm prone to not completing sentences, oh, yeah. uh, which I guess are called fragments, I just learned. And yeah, thank goodness to Grammarly. Grammarly... That should be on my diploma. Jorda Harlow, <laughs> Grammarly, Business Administration. <laughs> Bachelor's of Science in Grammarly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. But another resource that I would really recommend people do, and, and that's to make an appointment with a career advisor as soon as you possibly can. You should really start familiarizing with these, like, these kind of people. They know how to look for positions. They know which ones are red flags. They know how your resume should look like. They know how to help you get ready for an interview. They know how to write a cover letter. They know how to do everything that we don't. So why aren't you meeting with them? And it's free. You're already paying it's for free. school. Yeah. I met with the Career Center recently because um, my resume needed some improvement and it already looks a lot better. So. <laughs> Especially now that we have our own Career Center. I don't have very much experience with this one because I worked before when we only had one Career Center, mm-hmm. which was the overall PSU one, but I could speak to the ones I've worked with are really skilled in what they do. So getting to know them and like using them as your resource is super valuable. I think those two are definitely my top two. Yeah, I think that's kind of been a 
a fan favorite for a lot of our episodes is that the Career Center is just kind of an underutilized tool that no one really thinks about or uses. I just recently learned that we have a mind spa that we can do. At the shack. Yeah, yes. at the shack. Yeah. So I think also just telling your friends, listening to great podcasts like this one. <clears throat> Sorry, was that me? Just kidding. Um, but yeah, listening to those resources, reaching out to professors, joining clubs, are just have just proven to work for you. And I think that's a great story to share. Yeah, this kind of goes back to what you were saying about networking. At least in my different roles on campus, I've noticed the connection to other resources. Once you kind of get started, it's like, oh, did you know about this? Like, you should talk to these people. It's all that networking mm -hmm. helps you be more knowledgeable in all these various resources. Like I, I had, since I do some work with the Transfer and Returning Resource Center, I've learned a lot about the Cultural Resource Centers, about the Learning Center, uh, all these various resources that we have. And then even in this role, I'm learning a lot about the business side, what we have in the School of Business to connect with and whether it's resources or the, like going to our Mixer events, for example. That's a great way to, uh, <laughs> learn about that's how i met jenny <laughs> nice networking <laughs> it is a powerful tool but you'd be surprised how many people do that especially with faculty faculty are always trying to help you they're like have you met this person and you're like no they're like okay well go do that and they're like okay i will <laughs> thank you <laughs> but I'm telling you once you get your foot in the door everyone's trying to help you but if you don't know how to ask for help no one's gonna help you a job is an that. open conversation. <laughs> like love is an that. open door. Yeah. Get it? Okay. <laughs> With you. Yeah, take Thank that you, in, in this initial course. step for sure. <laughs> now that we've got to talk more about everything, I feel like you've dropped so much wisdom on us. I'm curious. It doesn't have to be school business related. It could just be, you know, Jenny Hernandez exclusive. What is one thing you would like to share like one piece of wisdom to share to all of our viewers yeah so it would definitely be to make sure that you kind of stay out of your comfort zone comfort zones are just wall that you create yourself for some reason for me i used to be really shy and reserved especially around new people so making sure you're putting yourself in those situations where you're making yourself feel uncomfortable is good because it makes you into a better leader, into a better professional. I hated speaking in public, which I kind of still do. <laughs> no one ever, I mean, if you do, you're probably like, I don't even know. But anyways, uh, <laughs> you put yourself in this position to do stuff like that. And if you keep doing that, you keep talking to people, keep making yourself do stuff you don't want to do, it'll just make you into a better professional overall. Beautiful. Be Jenny Hernandez. <laughs> so if someone wants to get a hold of you or just follow your journey, your career journey, what are a few plugs? Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it is. Email? Yeah, so I, I think I dropped my email earlier. But um, in case someone missed it, it was H-E-R-N-A-N 27 at pdx.edu. I almost forgot my email for a second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then if you want to reach me on LinkedIn, it's just Jennifer Hernandez and then my other last name, which is Botello, B-O-T-E-L-L-O. And if you can find me on Instagram, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, that is the scoop. Thanks so much for talking business with us. We're so glad you'd be on this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.